Welcome to the five. Fantasy five. Bob Tap! Bob Tap! Bob Tap! It's the five. Fantasy five. Five. Fantasy five. 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 Ready, set, go. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? James Cope here with you. We welcome you into the Fantasy Five, all the fantasy advice you need in just about five minutes. The show brought to you by MonkeyKnifeFight.com. I'm going to get through this quickly, okay? MonkeyKnifeFight.com, they're giving you free money, five bucks just for signing up. And if you use my promo code KO, spelled K-O-H, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. Very fun game, super simple to play, adds a lot of juice to your football watching experience. Go check them out. State and age restrictions apply. See side for full terms and restrictions. MonkeyKnifeFight.com. All right, let's go. This right here is an emergency Le'Veon podcast. Le'Veon Bell, one of the greatest multidimensional backs in the NFL, is now a Kansas City Chief per Adam Schefter. And let's break it down from a fantasy perspective. I think in the short term, it's going to be tough to trust Bell as more than uh, anything more than as an emergency play or maybe as a deeper flex play. Why? Well, let's assume that it's going to be at least a couple of weeks before Le'Veon gets acclimated with the team and the playbook, more importantly. I I would think that for the next couple of weeks, Bell's going to see like, I don't know, 20 to 30% of the snaps. And honestly, that, that might even be aggressive. Because remember, this is a luxury signing for the Chiefs. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is playing well. Daryl Williams knows the system and has actually played pretty effectively as well. But in like three or four weeks, oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, let's go, man. I think a 50-50 split with CEH is likely. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm actually going to say it's it's it'll be like a 55 to 50. And you're like, oh, "How's that going to be?" They'll get both of them in there at some point. But 55 to 50 split with CEH, I think. I think Daryl Williams uh will just be a kind of an emergency backup. And I said it before and I'll say it again. Even with half the touches for Le'Veon Bell, his efficiency should Skyrocket. I mean, it should really just go through the roof. He's going from one of the worst head coaches in NFL history in Adam Gase to one of the greatest in Andy Reid. And Andy Reid, I mean, he's not going to waste the pass-catching ability like Gase did. I mean, that's really where Le'Veon Bell is a special player, is the fact that not only can he run it you know, in between the tackles, outside the tackles, but a special player catching the football as well. So don't be surprised to see, you know, certain sets where maybe Lev starts in the backfield with CEH, then moves into the slot or maybe moves out out wide and plays receiver. That's the kind of motion I think that will give defenses fits and motion is a staple in this Andy Reid offense. So again, for the next couple of weeks, I think it could be rough. But after that, Again, let's go. By the way, maybe even after a couple of weeks, you might want to throw some trade feelers out there, you know, just in case, just to see if he does struggle over the first couple of weeks. But I feel extremely comfortable saying that after that, he's a top 25 PPR running back the rest of the way. All right, let's flip it to CEH. Listen, it's a downgrade. Okay, there's no getting around it, but it might not be quite as bad as you think it might be. I know it feels like, Clyde Edwards-Elaire was playing every snap of every game and getting like 40 touches again. I, I know that's what it felt like because, man, his impact on the game is just, it, it could be felt. But that's just not the case, right? Clyde the Glide was playing 66% of the snaps, averaging 19.6 touches per game, which is which is a ton. But 66% snapshot, that's, I, I don't know, I, I don't think that's a ton. 
right? So after exploding for 138 on the ground week one, you might actually be surprised to know he hasn't topped 64 yards rushing in any game since. Now, he has added a lot more through the air. He got zero receiving yards week one, but has averaged 42 yards receiving per game since. And overall, you know, how much do you think these numbers get impacted? You know, again, I think his snap share goes from 65 to 55-ish. I don't think it'll dip below 55. I really don't. I don't think that's a huge downgrade, 65 to to 55. That's that's nominal, really. I think he's going to be, you know, still the lead dog in this backfield. I think he's still going to see solid volume, not 20 touches a game. More, He goes from like 19.6 to, to, I don't know, 15, maybe 14. I think with great efficiency, excellent touchdown exposure every single week, I think you can live with that. Now, he goes from a top five, uh, you know, weekly back to a weekly top 15-ish running back every single week. And that's the biggest thing for me, is that adding Le'Veon Bell makes CEH a much more volatile fantasy commodity each and every week. There, There are going to be duds occasionally, whereas before, I mean, something crazy would have had to have happened for CEH to have a bad game. I mean, and to that point, by the way, he's posted at least 11 PPR points every single week. Very consistent, obviously great volume, and that volume share will come down adding to his volatility. But, you know, all in all, I think you'll be all right, you know, and I'm saying that as somebody who has has zero shares of CEH, and I know there are certain managers out there, you know, screaming at their phone saying, no, it's not going to be good. But look, by the way, I, I do wonder too if adding Le'Veon Bell adds more volatility to to every pass catcher, every notable pass catcher there, because there's only so many plays, right? I mean, you can only run so many plays each and every week, and so even with one or two less targets every single game for Tyreek or Kelsey. I think those one or two targets can actually be pretty significant because of their big playabilities. I mean, Tyreek might do nothing except for one play. Kelsey might do, you know, nothing except for one play. So having one or two less targets actually could add uh, some volatility as well to Tyreek and Kelsey. I think that's certainly something to watch for. But man, if you're a Lev manager right now, you're stoked. I mean, there's not too many places he could have gone. Um, a better landing spot, honestly. Uh, and you got to be pretty jacked. So congratulations if you did invest, you know, a late third round pick or a third round pick in general on Le'Veon Bell. This is this is good for him. It, now, again, the first couple of weeks, it might be a little rough, but just stick with it. And by, by the way, I hope you took my advice from earlier in the week and traded for Le'Veon Bell. All right, fam, that's it for your boy on this emergency episode of the Fantasy Five. Still got some uh, sports props I got to post. Still got to post some of my favorite player uh, matchups as well. And that's going to be coming down the pipeline. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at James D. Co. We'll see you.